Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The Waco History Podcast is sponsored by Brotherwell Brewing on Historic Bridge Street in Waco. Welcome to the Waco History Podcast. We're going to air for you over the next few months a special series of Waco History Living Stories. Uh, These were segments that originally aired on KWBU here in Waco. Uh, They were produced by the Institute for Oral History editor, Michelle Holland, and narrated by two fabulous narrators, uh, Louis Mazze and Kim Patterson. And so these highlight oral histories from the collection of the Institute for Oral History at Baylor University, which I direct, which has been around since 1970 and has over a thousand interviews related to Waco and McLennan County history. And we're happy to highlight those here. This Living Stories featurette for Waco History promises to be of special interest to our podcast listeners. It's on pirate radio. Uh, when, when radio was legalized and organized by federal regulation uh, in the 1910s, several pirate radio stations continued. So here's some stories of some locally. This is Living Stories featuring voices from the collections of the Baylor University Institute for Oral History. I'm Kim Patterson. Pirate radio stations in the U.S. were born when President Taft initiated federal regulation of the airwaves in 1912. Navy ships had been complaining that unlicensed broadcasters were interfering with their transmissions. Even with the new laws in place, pirate stations continued to pop up all over the country, for radio was still relatively new and full of magic and possibilities, and equipment was easy to build. Charles Armstrong recalls the influence of his after-school stops by a local radio store in Waco in the 30s. There's a little shop down on the corner of 13th and Clay. I'd go by there on the way home from school mm-hmm. and uh, go and talk to him. I was really interested in it. And when they'd have the uh, boxing matches, they'd, you know, way back mm-hmm. here, so a lot of people were interested in them, and, and I despised them. And so I made a little device I could knock them off. The, the local people right in here close within a block to me, I could put them off the air, it's kind of like, <laughs> kind of like scrambling it, and it worked, and uh, I'd get a kick out of them. They'd all be sitting around and getting ready for it, and come on, I'd turn my machine on, and it sounded like a static, mm-hmm. like an electrical storm. So that went on several years, but I finally built a little station, and the kids come up and talk back home, talk to the mom on my radio, mm-hmm. and we'd, we'd sing songs, stuff like that, mm-hmm. out of my garage. He had to sign off when his life of crime caught up with him. And it took them about, oh, I guess a year before they caught me. And mm-hmm. they'd come out, the LCC come out, and uh, Bob Van, well, he's the captain mm-hmm. of the police. And he came out, and they loaded my stuff up in the back of a new touring car, about mm-hmm. 1929, 1930 miles, 8 miles, and loaded my stuff up and carried it off. Mom said, what are they, what, what they going to do to you? And I said, I don't know. And she said, they're going to send you to penitentiary. <laughs> Goodson McKee, longtime announcer on WACO, explains his involvement in pirate radio while at Waco High in the 1940s. I was a member of the radio club. 
and a good friend of mine, Mr. Franks, he and I were in the radio club together, and he was an electronic quiz, and we uh, put together, I had a record player, played records in the mornings before school, and he uh, was smart enough to put together a, an electronic transmitter, and we went on the air. It was the first pirate radio station in this area. But anyway, we had the radio station on the air for a while, and he could hear it clear across the river. We decided we better not get in trouble, so we shut it down. Pirate radio stations continue to broadcast, with many streaming over the Internet. For some owners, these stations are a way to rebel against the high costs of proper licenses and to denounce authority. Pirate stations are able to hide from the law because equipment is easy to come by and the space required to transmit minimal. For more information about this program or the Institute for Oral History, visit us at baylor.edu slash livingstories. Thanks for listening to the Waco History Podcast. Like what you heard? Subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes so we can reach more listeners. You can find show notes and info on every episode at wacohistorypodcast.com and more info on Waco's past at wacohistory.org. Our theme music, used with permission, is Cross the Brazos at Waco, performed by the late Billy Walker. For more info on Billy's music, go to billywalker.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.